Welcome to the Unlucky Sperm Club podcast, where we prove that you are not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. This podcast will help you live your best life no matter where you started or where you're at right now. I am your host, Nelson Tressler. This episode is brought to you by I Got Smarter, Goals Elevated. I Got Smarter gives you all the tools, knowledge, and support to finally achieve your life's biggest goals. No matter what your goals are, I Got Smarter is the program to help you achieve them once and for all. Available at igotsmarter.com or the app stores. As always, on the Unlucky Sperm Club podcast, we are all about to get lucky with some words of wisdom from today's guest. Allison Garrett. She is the best-selling author, entrepreneur, and life coach. She was born to teenage parents, later adopted. Allison's early life was filled with abuse, addiction, and crime. Allison spent time in prison and was once labeled as a habitual offender. She is now a business owner, author, speaker, and someone invested in changing the lives of women who are trapped in their own mental prisons. Allison is the founder of Pampered Perfect Mobile Spa, which now operates in 11 U.S. markets in Canada. She has also developed a program entitled the Prison Break Success System. Welcome to the show, Allison. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, when I when I read your story and 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 saw some more stuff about you, you checked just just about every box there is to check uh, on being a member of the Unlucky Sperm Club. <laughs> That's what I thought when I read it. I'm like, ooh, doesn't get much more unlucky than this. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, I like to start off every uh, episode by having the guests give me their best piece of information, a great quote or something that's going to have people pulling over their car to write it down. Do you have anything like that that you can share with us right away? Yeah, I think what I'd share with everyone is a quote that I always said to myself was it's if at first you don't succeed, redefine success. And I know it's very similar to what we've heard is, you know, don't give up, try and try again. But for me, that was most powerful in my life because I had viewed success as so many things. And they were typically things that didn't even seem like it was close to being achieved. So originally, I'm adopting the idea of success that was more related to what someone else defined success as, whether it was social status, whether I was married or single, if I had money, what kind of car I drove, what neighborhood I lived in. That was the the picture of success that was painted for me. But because I did not succeed in that place, I decided that I needed to redefine it at what it went, meant for me. And that means that it could change as often as you like. You could change, like success to me today could be something totally different from what it was yesterday. And then again, something totally different from tomorrow. So it allows you to accept the little small wins or the, the baby steps to, to achieving success. Yeah, I love that because... We, we're constantly becoming different people every day. We're, we're constantly, uh, you know, reaching more of our potential, hopefully, and really striving to become that better version of ourselves. So it just goes to, 
you know, to, to show that, you know, our, our definition of success is going to change as we continue to change. So yes. yeah, I, lo- I, I love that. So, well, you, you've got quite the story. Uh, why don't we jump into that? Why don't you give us that 10,000 foot version of uh, who, you know, who you are, where you came from and, uh, and where you're at now, and then we can uh, kind of unwrap that. Yeah, so 10,000 foot version. Uh, I was born to teenage parents. I was put up for adoption. And my, um, originally I was in temporary foster care. My parents were not able to care for me at the time. So they thought that putting me in temporary foster care would allow them the time to be able to get to the place where they could take care of me. Well, eventually that did not happen. My mother ended up becoming addicted to drugs and unfortunately, she had leukemia, um, which is how she passed away at the age of 19. So at this time, I was still in um, foster care, and my dad did not know that I was still in foster care. He assumed that I was being taken care of by her family because I had been a secret to his family. So just during that course of time, uh, I ended up, he ended up losing his parental rights because by the time he came to court, it was, I was eight years old and I'd already been with this family. So they were allowed to adopt me. And during that period of time, my adoptive parents were um, pretty uh, elderly and they passed away when I was 13 and 15. I share that because that's kind of when it all started. I think that was when I started to really uh, have to figure things out on my own. Um, I was sent to live with another family member And that was where my whole spiral of downward, you know, kind of started. I just became promiscuous. I started running away. Um, I started, you know, stealing to kind of take care of myself or take care of my siblings, which I was still responsible for in a lot of ways. And eventually that led me down a path to, you know, being a teen mom to two kids and, Um, finding myself in and out of trouble pretty much my entire life, always getting arrested, always being on probation, house arrest, but had never had a prison sentence. So continuing down that same path, it led me into a courtroom at one point in time where a judge was like, nope, enough is enough. You know, he declared me a habitual offender. He gave me a seven-year prison sentence. And he said that I did not have enough. uh, He declined my request to get my affairs in order. So I went to prison that day. My kids got off the bus and I was not home. And that was my moment of what the hell are you going to do now? And what are you going to do to stay, get out of this situation or if not get out of it, stay out of it so that it doesn't happen to you again. Yeah. So how old were you when, when this happened, when you went, went away to prison? Oh goodness. I was 37. You were 37. I was 37 years old. It, it, and it really did, you know, it, it caught up to me. Um, I think it wasn't really typical for women to go to prison for nonviolent offenses. So I just continued to get arrested and then get on probation, get arrested and get bailed out, get arrested and go to house arrest. Um, but this time was different. And how old were your children at this time? Oh, my children were, I think my son was in... My daughter was in middle school, so she was just about to go into high school. Um, and then my son was a freshman in high school. So let, let's unpeel that a little bit. So, you, I mean, you, you're not a child when you're going through these trials and struggles. I mean, you're, you're an adult. You're, mm-hmm. you're a mom. You, you have children. 
do you feel, I mean, what's your mindset? Do you feel like this is what your destiny is, is to, to live a life like this in and out of trouble, in and out of court? Um, what, what's your mindset and, and why, do you, why do you feel like you kept getting drawn in to these circumstances in these situations? Yeah, so I think I didn't really consider that my life was like anything. Like, I I don't think I ever gave it a thought until I had that experience of being uh, sentenced. But what I what I learned was I was trying to make my life even. Um, It was almost like the world owed me something. So for losing my parents young and for going through all of the things that I that I went through, I feel like I was robbed of the opportunity to have the things that normal, normal kids had, you know, or even having that guidance. I didn't have that. And I think that everything that I was doing was like my way of winning. You know, um, if I got away with something that I was really winning. So I learned that that was my way of coping is if I felt like I was backed into a corner, you had more than me. And if I take it from you, you won't miss it. And if you did, someone's going to replace it for you. So I, I, I feel like I was always trying to make myself, you know, uh, the world owed me and I was going to make them pay me back. Yeah. And, and I think there's a lot of people out there who are members of the Unlucky Sperm Club who feel cheated and feel mm-hmm. like the world's cheated them. And I think they have that kind of same mindset at some time in their lives that, hey, I've got to get even here. Uh you know, the, the circumstances that I was born into or that I was in, you know, I, I need, I need to be able to make it even with the universe. And yes. Whatever that's like, I got to get out there and do it. That, that sounds like what it was like for you. Yeah, that, that is what it was like for me. And it was, and it wasn't a thought of it. Like I didn't wake up and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get even. This was just over time. When I look back, I'm like, that's really how, what I was trying to do. I, that's how I coped. And that's also why um, I stayed in it so long was because there was almost like um, there was almost like an excuse, like an excusing me, you know, like people would there was there was a sympathy connected to it. Like, yeah, you know, like you've had a rough life and I understand. But, you know, almost like no real hard reality of get your shit together. And, you know, just like that whole pat on the back, like you're strong and you can get through it. Um, So it was you know, I think you said it earlier in the introduction was, you know, you make these choices. So I was choosing that to be my life because in some way it served me. Yeah. And, and I think also, I mean, you, you tell me, I mean, was there any of the victim mindset in your, in in your mind at this time, as you're, you're going through your life, you know, making these types of choices? Oh yeah, definitely a victim. There, There was like, you know, I didn't have what you have, you know, I didn't have a mom to tell me what to do. Like, not that I didn't know right from wrong, but I felt like I never had guidance. Like, it's easy for you to say, you know, you didn't come home and you're, there, you're, there was a padlock on the door. Or, you know, once I started, once I started to get in trouble, I mean, I was a teenager. So that made it hard for me to earn a real living. You know, it took me forever to figure out how can I even make money if I can't even work at places based on my record. So I think that was it too. It's like, well, I can't get it any other way that I'm going to have to try to take it. I'm going to have to try to steal it. I'm going to have to try to um, create something, you know, some, some kind of, um, you know, way of, of getting it. And that's how, that's how I lived. It, it was second nature. It wasn't like a, should I do this or shouldn't I do this? I'm like, I know how to do this and I'm going to do it and nobody will find out. 
Yeah. And, and I think there's so many people out there that have come from these trying childhoods mm -hmm. and they feel like, they feel like this is what my life is supposed to be like this. I mean, I, I have no, I have no hope of ever living a, a productive life. This is the only thing that I've seen growing mm -hmm. up. This is the family that I came from, and this is what I'm destined to be. Was there any of that going through your mind at this time? Yeah, I definitely, I used to think like, why am I not normal? Like I felt like I wasn't normal. So the life that I was living was what I was created, you know, what, what I created, but in a way there was like no other way. Like how else was I supposed to do it? There's no question of, you know, like, why don't you go get a job? Well, that's easy for you to say, you don't have what I have. You didn't have happened to you what I had happened to me. So there was definitely a lot of um, victim mentality going on there and feeling like this was what I knew to do. And the only thing I knew how to do, no matter what it was costing me. So I, I keep going back in my mind when you're standing in front of that judge that sentenced you to seven years in prison. Was that like the reality check that your choices actually had consequences? I mean, before that, was it just like, I'm going to do this and, and get a smack on the wrist? But was that like an eye-opening event for you? Oh, gosh. Yes. That was the moment. The moment when there, I was, there was no control. You know, I mean, even up to that point, I would, I would use my faith as an example of how I was going to get through something. So I would literally say, okay, it's like turning to spirituality, but not really, you know, I'm like, I'm going to get, I'm going to come home today. I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to dress up and look nice. I'm well-spoken. Um, no judge is going to send somebody to prison for, um, you know, something that didn't hurt anyone, like in a sense of how I viewed it. So, yeah, I, I thought that was the reality check. And he's like, nope, young lady, almost like he was scolding me for the, the very first person that had ever. And he's like, I know, um, you know, even when I asked for time to prepare, he's like, okay, well, did you have these kids when you committed these offenses? I said, yes, your honor, I did. He said, okay, well, your request is denied. Your sentence starts today. You've been doing this for way too long. You get too many people to trust you and you're not going to walk in here and do that today. And that was my reality check. What, what was going through your mind when you were hearing this? Was it surreal? Was it, I mean, were you pitching yeah. it out? It was like a fog. It was like I'm spinning in my head. My eyes are open, but I just feel like I can't believe this is happening because the reality of it was like literally I could have spent that much time without, you know, just just at the stroke of a pen. Like and that, that's kind of where I think it was hitting me. It was like I can never let anyone else have this much control over my life again. Okay, so. You had a you had a rough go of it there. Uh, you got sent away to prison. Uh, you, we've we've heard about your childhood, but the reason that you're on this show is that you were able to overcome those circumstances and become that product of your choices. Uh, yes. Regardless, yeah, regardless of being a member of that unlucky sperm club. Uh, so tell us a little bit, you know, how you started to turn things around. I think how I was able to really start turning things around was instead of focusing on all of the things that I couldn't do, I really had to make a checklist of all of the things that I already knew how to do. Or instead of saying all of the things that I didn't have or the resources that I was lacking, which is what I was accustomed to. Like, I didn't have this. I don't have that. This person's not going to help me. I started really 
getting real about what I really did have and admitting that, okay, while things have been hard and while things have maybe not been um, the best for for all of that time, um, I think I really started to just make a checklist of, okay, who do I really have? Like, can I just name like five people that would support me? Or uh, I may not have good credit, but what can I do? What skill sets do I have? Um, and I may not have, you know, the money, but what can I do where I don't need the money? So I started using this creative brain that was getting me through, um, you know, all of the criminal activity and all of the cases that I caught, all of, all of that brilliantly, to, you know, to some degree. Um, I was using that into what did I have? And I realized that I had a lot more than, than, I, than I thought and what I could actually use because I had that time to think of it without the pressure of the external world coming down on me saying, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this. And I used that time like tremendously. If you're ready to take your goal achievement to the next level and finally achieve your life's biggest goals, join us at igotsmarter.com and allow me to be your personal goal guide. Without a doubt, I Got Smarter is the best goal achievement program on the market. All of your goals are waiting for you. Let me and the I Got Smarter community help you live the life of your dreams. Join us at igotsmarter.com or download the app at the app stores. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and I wrote about that in my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club. Uh, it's the lack of resources is very rarely the problem. Uh, the mm -hmm. problem is, is the lack of resourcefulness. And it yes. sounds like you found your resourcefulness, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, during this time. And I think all of us could, can take a lesson from that is uh, resources are very rarely the problem. It's a matter of becoming resourceful because regardless uh, of what we have or how smart we are or what circumstances we're in, I mean, there's very little that we can do about those things. The things that we can do things about is becoming resourceful and making the best out of the situation that we're in. Because, yes. you know, if we don't do that, we're waiting for other things to change, the world to change or somebody to yes. give us something as opposed to what we absolutely can control. So, so as you, as you come out of this, um, I mean, you, you've started, you've started a business and, uh, tell me, tell me how that started. Uh, how, how long was your prison sentence? And then how long after getting out of prison, were you able to uh, turn things around? Well, my sentence, I was paroled after two years and I had, I, I had a mobile business prior to incarceration with a partner and my, um, all of all of what was happening in my personal life negatively spilled into my professional life. So I ended up losing, you know, losing the partner, losing the business. Um, but I was determined to do something that someone else could not dictate whether I could do or not. I didn't want to go check a box and say yes, you know, um, and be turned away. So to your point, there was all of these things that I could do. Uh, I just had to figure out a way to do it. So I started to revamp the business by using what I had under my bathroom sink and calling friends together and say, Hey, get your friends together. I'm going to do manis and petties just to kind of, at that point, you know, even when I talk about my quote about, you know, redefining success, I just wanted to, you know, fulfill my obligations with, with parole. 
um, you know, maintain income so that I didn't, um, you know, find myself back in the same place. So it started very small where, you know, get groups of people together, make a couple hundred bucks. Um, and that sustained me for a while, but then the, the demand just started to grow. Um, and I went into relaunching the business, but just with a whole different mindset. It did not take that long because I, I feel like there's this place where you're so close. And if you just get through that one, that one barrier, almost like, you know, you see those cartoons where it's right on the other side of that. It's like, I just had to push through enough so that my breakthrough really came through. It was, it was almost like a test. Like at some point, are you gonna go back to doing what you used to do or are you gonna push forward and make it work? So I started to get requests in different, um, you know, just locally. And then I met someone who asked me if I could do services at their location, which was a radio show. Uh, and they wanted it done simultaneously at several locations at the same time. And I agreed. Um, and I be I became resourceful. <laughs> and one day, my business was being aired on several radio stations across the the country, talking about Pamper Perfect Mobile Spa and how you know we you know we provide on site services. And that was how it, it kind of got moved into launching into different cities. Love it. And and I mean, I usually ask my guests what your superpower is, but I think I figured yours out. It's, it's being resourceful because, you know, uh, everybody understands, you know, once you get out of prison, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough hoe to, to find a job and yeah. you have to check that. And one thing that you didn't do was, you know, you, you, you took back the control by mm -hmm. starting your own thing and doing your own thing. And I think there's so many people out there that, want to have that victim mindset. And I, I can't find a job because I'm, I'm a convicted felon or, or what have you. I, I, I don't have the skills, but you, you took all that power back to yourself and you focused on the things that you could control. And I mean, that's, that's just a great life lesson. Um, you know, now that you've, now that you've been through a, a portion of your life, we all, we all kind of think about what would you, what would your current self, if they could go back in time and talk to your 18 or your 17 year old self, what advice would you, would you give them? Uh, I would give them the advice that it's like, what's in, what's in your hand? You know, like, what do you have? I think I'd run into a lot of young people that feel like they compare themselves. So it's, I would tell myself like, I, I was enough. I'm enough just the way, just the way I am, regardless of things that happened to me. And I think for so long, I beat myself up uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, relationally on feeling like I wasn't enough based on what I didn't have. So the focus would always be for me to share is all of the things that you do have. Like I could have been taken out, <laughs> you know, I could, I could have been in so many different positions and predicaments. I had to learn how to look at what I experienced from new lenses and um, make it, make it positive, like rewriting that story. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. And, and, I, you know, at, at, I got smarter. One of the things that uh, we teach our, our people is things only have the meaning that you're willing to give them. And yes. you, you get to assign meaning to everything that happens to you in your life. And when yes. you put that positive spin on it, and, and there's some horrible things that happen, but I guarantee you, now that you look back uh, on being sentenced to prison, 
I bet you, you look at that as a positive thing that's happened to you in your life now. Yeah, I do. I, I look at it as a positive for a lot of different reasons. I mean, and I know that for a lot of people, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily seem the same way. But if you just look at what you gained, right? So for me, that solidar you know, that that solitaire time really um, got me to focus on things that I didn't have time to stop and think and focus on. It got me that reality check, that being able to understand, you know, what I needed to do. I don't know that I would have had that without that experience. So I definitely sp- took a spin of of positive on that, and how I can help other people who are, um, you know, moving around in those same, you know, in those same situations, whether it's, you know, down the path where it could lead them to that, or be maybe even people preparing to be released, or, and even ironically, correlating it to people that have not necessarily been to a physical prison, have a level of imprisonment in their mind. And the principles that I used and, and taught myself Um, work well for anyone who is feeling stuck and lost and needs a fresh start. Yeah, love it. Love it. Well, Allison, as we're drawing near to the end here of our interview, and I think we could talk for hours and hours. (laughs) Yes, uh, for sure. I I love your story. Maybe we'll have you back on and to finish up, but I like to finish uh, the show by I I love quotes and I love Mm -hmm. inspiring quotes and I love to just kind of read them uh, to the guests and kind of get their Mm -hmm. take on it because I think a quote can mean a lot of different things to, to different people. So let me just go through these and then just give me a short kind of whether or not you agree with it and then what it means to you. So my first quote is being happy with what you have while in pursuit of what you want. Yeah, that's sort of, I I do agree with that. I look at that, like that whole, you know, you get, you you get more along your way. So it's like you, you, you can be content, but still on a journey to, to make it better. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. I think this one's very relevant uh, for both of us. I can't fix my history, but I can create my future. Yes, I would agree. And I would add that you are responsible for creating your future. You may not have had any part in the, in the history or at some points, but you are responsible for creating your future. Yes, absolutely agree. Love it. The only way to avoid criticism is to say nothing, do nothing and be nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's everywhere. And then you have to, something I always say too, is what people think of you is not your business. So, you know, they're going to like you if you do, they're going to like you if you don't. Why not? Why not go for it? (laughs) So as you have turned your life around um, and getting out of prison and you're trying to do all these things and and you're a successful, you know, business owner, an author and a a speaker, uh, have you had any of that criticism coming from close to home, from family or friends that kind of see you trying to overcome your challenges? Uh, I would say originally I did. Um, originally I did, I think that there was always a part that people just assumed that, oh, I'm always going to be the way that I am. Or if I'm telling them something that I'm doing, there was always this thought in the back of their mind that it was in some way I couldn't really be doing it the right way. Um, but that is since, you know, of course I can't take account for maybe the people that still feel that way, but I mean, my family and friends that are close to me are my biggest supporters and, um, you know, they know that this is real change, real transformation uh, and, um, 
you know, just a renewed life all, all the way around. Great. All right. Last quote. Uh, there is nothing as powerful as a changed mind. Oh, yes. Change ain't change until you change. Nothing is powerful. Yeah. The changed mind. Um, yeah. And as you just make up your mind one day to do it. Yeah. And I, I, and I've, I've seen that in you. I mean, you, you, you had a changed mind on and an outlook on life. And as soon as you had that change of mind, that change of mindset, that's when your life turned around. So yeah, it is. It It really is. It it just, it starts, it starts. It's like that seed, you know, decided to have things be different and I, I stuck with it. And then you, the more, the more you change that story that's playing in your mind, you'll continue to um, just kind of see it show up in your life. And then the more you do that, you just get more confidence and just keep going and keep going and keep going. Yeah. And I love that you put it that way, because I truly think you get to write your own story. Like you get Mm -hmm. to write the story of your life and it's all a matter of what story you're telling yourself. And fortunately, you know, uh, you started telling yourself a different story and, and look how it's worked out. So, Hey, it's, it's been great having you. Yes. Great Uh, to speak with you too, Nelson. Yeah. And, and love your story. Can, can you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you? Yes. You can connect with me through my website, prisonbreakcoach.com. Great. Uh, And I'm on all the social media channels. That's prison break coach. Perfect. Thank you for listening to the unlucky sperm club podcast. We would also like to thank our sponsors. I got smarter goals elevated. No matter what your goals are, I Got Smarter is the program to help you achieve them once and for all. If you like this episode of the Unlucky Sperm Club podcast, you'll love my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, available at Amazon and Audible. Help your friends and family get lucky too by sharing this show with them. If you'd like to connect with me personally, please go to nelsontressler.com. Remember, never let your past poison your potential or your life's purpose. Until next time, be lucky.